0: This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. As anxious people, we know it can be hard to ask for help when you're struggling with your mental health. BetterHelp offers customised online therapy where you can video call, phone or have live chat sessions with your therapist.
1: Without a healthy mind, being truly happy and at peace is hard. But the good news is therapy works and it could work for you. Maybe you're not feeling motivated right now and would like some tools to help. Or maybe you're not dealing very well with stress. We know these are things that we struggle with as self-employed artists ourselves. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. You can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. And a special offer to all Out of Ink listeners. You can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash outofink. That's BetterHelp h-e-l-p dot com slash out of ink. thanks again to better for sponsoring this podcast Hello and welcome to the Out of Ink podcast with myself, Bea Oscar, and Molly Lemon. This is the podcast where two anxious creatives talk openly and honestly about life as an artist.
0: How are you Bee? You are very poly.
1: Yeah, I was quite ill yesterday. I am still testing negative for Covid, but I feel like I probably have Covid. <laughs> um, yeah. Just, yeah. just milder than Adam's. But, you know, a lot of the same symptoms. So, no, I'm not feeling amazing, but I'm here. I've showed up.
0: No, that's the annoying thing about COVID. One person in the house gets it, and they suffer for a while. And then, just as you think you're coming out of it, another person gets it, and then you just plunge back into a COVID hole.
1: But Adam's sort of... Because he's on the way out of it now, and he said to me the other day, when my test is negative, I'll be invincible. And I said, what do you mean? And it's because, apparently, statistically... No one who's had COVID has got it again within like six months. So for six months, Adam can just do <laughs> anything and he'll be untouchable. We could be spreading false news here because my mum definitely
0: got COVID twice within less than six months.
1: But uh did she really
0: take it with a pinch of salt? Yeah. Um, on the subject of my mum, thank you for the feedback from last week's podcast. It's really nice. We got a lot of nice feedback and we forwarded it to her. So, yeah. Thank you. We always love getting your feedback because we send the podcast out into the ether and then we can see the listens, but we don't really know if people have enjoyed it until you actually message us. And then we sit there. We had an anxious Tuesday, didn't we, B, We were like, oh my God, does anyone like (laughs) the podcast? Are we doing it right? But then we started getting messages and we felt better.
1: Yeah, if you're one of those people who shares the podcast on Instagram every week, we really appreciate you. Even if you don't share it every week, just just the odd share here and there. It's so valuable mm. to us and it really helps us grow as a podcast. So if you're listening to this and you're thinking, that was a great episode, <laughs> even though I'm only three minutes in, please feel free to uh, put it on your Instagram. Please do. We are
0: so... Um low confidence we have a low confidence in ourselves I think (laughs) and we just constantly need this gratification that we're doing okay we don't need to be doing amazingly just a few people need to say i got something from that and then that's enough for us to carry yeah that'd be great thanks
1: how has your day been
0: busy I've been doing lots lots of bits and I thought we're going away for the weekend we're recording this on a Friday me and Sam are about to go to Devon and I was like I'll get a fresh bedding because I think we talked about it in the, was it the Christmas episode about how often you yeah. change your bedding.
1: Oh, hang on. So you're not taking bedding with you, you just change the bed so when you come back it's fresh? No. It just, thought it'd be nice to be fresh because, mm. you know. It is nice.
0: Winnie sleeps in our <laughs> bed, which means it needs changing more than it usually would because she's like, oh, I'm going to run around in the mud and then I'm just going to jump on your Winnie's bed.
1: Winnie's so hairy as well. <laughs> Whenever I I spend any time with Winnie, you know it, because it's all over your clothes. Yeah. So, yeah, I just thought I'd change the bedding, get it all fresh
0: for when we come back. Felt really like wife life, you know? I was doing well. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Wife life is not a sexist thing, by the way. It's (laughs) an ironic thing that Bee came up with. (laughs) Just to confirm. Anyway, stripped the bed of all the bedding, got the new bedding out, and then I thought, oh, I'll put, because we're going away, I need to... Get the washing done and hung up before. So I ran downstairs with the washing, put it in, ran back upstairs, then realised I put the clean washing in the washing machine. Which was currently (laughs) spinning. So all the clean washing was wet, the bed was stripped, and yeah, bad time So now the bed is unmade and everything is washed. Well, being washed.
1: Well it will be extra, extra fresh, so.
0: I think it's just an example of just don't try to, to be better than you are because you, you can't. <laughs> You're not. You should have just left the bedding as it was oh, no. and come back to muddy bedding. <laughs> so, yeah, that's how my day's been. Yeah. But I'm still feeling positive because it's still sunny. Yeah, it
1: has been lovely this week in the UK.
0: And that leads us on to the anxiety scale. So this week's anxiety scale is... Ice lollies. And I have had two ice lollies this week, which feels amazing. I'm not on holiday. (laughs) But my studio is near a corner shop which has ice Mm. lollies. So it's too tempting not to go and just grab one at lunchtime. (laughs)
1: Talk us through your anxiety scale, B. So before I jump in, I have a little bit of childhood trivia for you that you might not have known about me. Ooh. So when I was little, I did not like ice cream, because I had really sensitive teeth, so whenever we went to get an ice cream, I would always just ask to have the cone. Oh my
0: god, that's so So sad. I was a really cheap
1: child, because I just got the free ice cream cone. I do like ice cream now, but I do still have sensitive teeth. And we lived near the beach, so it's not like getting ice creams was like, you know, a rare occasion, it would would be quite often... <laughs> Did you like the cone, or were you just trying to fit it in? Oh, yeah, I liked the cone. I really liked the cone. And still, oh, okay. I really love shop-bought ice cream cones. Love them.
0: Wait, do you like, right, mm. like, the traditional, puffy, anemic one, or do you like... The wafer oh, one with the. Oh, nice... puffy,
1: anemic one. I, I, the wafer one, really? the wafer one's d- like delicious, I see that. But for mm. some reason, the ones that go slightly stale in the cupboard <laughs> that yeah. are hollow. And soggy, but as soon as
0: the yeah, ice cream I just really so
1: like those. Mm, interesting. Let's move on from that. Okay. So, 10 non anxious day, lovely, lovely day. I've put a feast, which is also a childhood memory of mine because I used to have them and I loved them. So that's why that's mm-hmm.
0: a 10. I like the chocolate bit in the feast. There's the sensual, hard chocolatey bit. Feast
1: is so good because it's like a centre bit of chocolate, then chocolate ice cream, then chocolate mm. coating with, like, nuts in it. It is one of the good it's ones. It's so good. I love mm-hmm. it. In fact, I really now want to go and have a feast, so I might have to track one down at the weekend. So number one, very anxious day, would be a mm. freeze pop. You know those really long and they're you buy them in the supermarket floppy. Oh, they're terrible. Yeah,
0: aren't they terrible? <laughs> really terrible.
1: And I also feel like they're probably just full of e numbers because they're really bright colours, aren't they? And when I was in mm. sixth form and we've got our freedom where we were allowed to go out at lunchtime to the shops in the <laughs> in the town, like, we used to just <laughs> go and buy freeze pops. So you know, just bad memories. And then today, I'll say what lolly this is and you can get a number. Okay. I've put fruit pastel lolly. Don't love them, don't Mm. hate them, Mm, they're just not up there and I'd prefer something chocolatey.
0: Okay, I think, can I just say, I keep trying to talk and there's pigeons interrupting (laughs) me. I can't hear a pigeon. (laughs) I fear the recording can hear the pigeon, but um, anyway, (laughs) sorry. Um i think i love a fruit pastel lolly i think it's gonna be but i know you just said you didn't so i'm gonna say a four
1: uh i've put it at a three
0: okay well i'm sorry you're at a three today although i'm not surprised because uh-huh. you know covid
1: yeah go on then talk us through your anxiety scale so i bloody love being <laughs> the 10 <laughs> i'm such a child oh my god is it a mini milk I did think about that. I love them, but they're
0: the thing I don't like about them is that they're mini. Too small, yeah. <laughs> I know, I yeah. agree. If they were like a jumbo milk, I'd be all over it, but I, they, they didn't even feature because I was just like, it's not enough, it's it's not even a lolly. Um, Number 10 is a knobbly-bobbly. What the hell is a knobbly-bobbly?
1: <laughs> what?
0: It's like an ice cream covered in... Not hundreds and thousands, because they're circular. Are they, like, called Millions and Billions? Or Billions like, and Billions? Like a I don't fab? Know. It's like a fab, but a fab only has them on the very top. A knobbly-bobbly has it all over. That sounds quite nice. I can't remember what's on the inside. I don't really <laughs> care, because I love the outside, and they're just the best. But I always feel when I go to, like, an ice cream place and have to ask for a knobbly-bobbly, like, it's really embarrassing, and I'll probably say fab, because it's nearly as good.
1: <laughs> okay, what about on the other end of the scale?
0: You're gonna disagree, I think. But number one, my most anxious day ever. Bearing in mind I love all ice ice lollies. And we've all we've gone for ice lollies this week because we just have ice creams haven't featured. But a magnum. This is a plain magnum. Yeah, I do disagree with that. Just chocolate on the outside, vanilla on the inside. I can't believe you put that in number one. I don't really like vanilla ice cream. It's boring. And, like, once you get through the very thin chocolate coating, you've just got completely average vanilla ice cream. I agree
1: with that. I think that I would put a Magnum at a four, maybe. I think one's quite harsh, because I think a freeze pop is definitely well, worse than a Magnum.
0: I don't think so. I don't like the vanilla ice cream. I do like a white chocolate
1: Magnum mm, okay. or
0: an almond... Ma- is it an but almond hasn't a
1: white chocolate Magnum like still got vanilla ice cream in it?
0: But white chocolate is amazing. And therefore, it's just so much better. So, yeah, that's how I feel about Magnums. They're completely overrated. And today, I am a Twister.
1: Oh, I love Twisters. I'll be really disappointed if this rate's under a five, because I I think a Twister (laughs) is definitely at least a seven. Uh, I don't think think you're a seven today, but I think you might be mm, a six.
0: Should have gone with your instinct. You're a seven today. I'm a
1: seven. Whoa, I was bang on. Yeah. Yeah, I would also have put a twister at a seven.
0: Is the seven the highest I've ever been? Possibly. I feel good. The sun is shining. And I've been doing a lot of thinking about our topic this week. And it's been making me feel very positive. So...
1: (laughs) I also did a lot of thinking and it just made me feel really sad. We had totally different research sessions, basically. I had a moment where I just felt like I had zero talent at all. And then I felt really sad so yeah yeah i did to
0: me search felt like i can take over the world be did to me search and cried in a corner <laughs> so you know take things differently
1: so the topic this week is natural talent versus practice we got yeah. way more questions for this than I thought we would. I think because maybe when, I, when we initially discussed this as a topic, I sort of thought it was kind of obvious. It's not obvious at all. <laughs> um, there's actually no. a lot to discuss, I think.
0: Yeah, and I think a lot of it will be conversation rather than answering individual questions. And we may get to halfway through the questions and realise we've already answered mm. them, which often happens yes. with us. Yeah, so just before we start, I thought that talent and natural talent were two different things. Right. So I wrote down on my sheet, definition of talent. And then I wrote definition of natural talent. Why
1: did you think those were different things?
0: I don't know. But I looked (laughs) up the definition of talent. And it is someone who has a natural ability to be good at something, especially without being taught. So I was wrong. They are the same thing. I thought you could gain talent. But natural talent was what you were born with. But apparently, talent is what you're born with.
1: Yeah, and I think I knew that.
0: Okay, well, for all the people that didn't, <laughs> <laughs> which might be no one, it could have just been me. But just clearing that up. Mm. When we say talent, we mean anything you're born with. When we say ability, we mean possibly something you gain. But also that could include talent. I'm already confused. It's going to be a confusing right. chat. <laughs> Question number
1: one. Do you both draw every day and are there any exercises or habits you'd recommend for beginners looking to improve their drawing?
0: I thought it was interesting that this just happened to be the first question because I don't know about you, but when I think about talent, like natural talent Mm. and art, I think the ability to draw, like that's just what comes to me first.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. Like at school, if you were in art class and someone was drawing something mm. and it just looked exactly like the subject, you'd be like, oh, they're really good at drawing.
0: Yeah, and they're, therefore they're really good at art. They're naturally yeah. talented yeah. at art. But thing I've been thinking about a lot when looking at this subject of talent is to be good at drawing, people often think you can take something in front of you and you can make it look like that on the paper so you can replicate what you see. But art isn't about replicating something it's about interpreting something so you can copy what's in front of you and then you're talented at that but to be a good artist you need to interpret something it doesn't need to look like what it looks like yeah
1: see I was reading about what makes someone have natural talent and that's and that fits Mm. with what you said because one of the things said hand eye coordination because that's where you're yeah. saying having the ability to be accurate at copying something but the other thing that you need is to be able to mm. be to like visualize things in a in a creative way which is what you're saying which is where you draw something and it doesn't necessarily look like the subject but it is also interesting art
0: yeah so if you're able to draw like a still life scene and it's not accurate Mm. it maybe doesn't look exactly like Mm. what it looks like but you're able to use tone and color in a way that makes beautiful artwork that is a talent you know you've got the ability to make something look good you don't have to be able to replicate in order to be talented so going back to do draw every day b do you draw every day?
1: Uh, No, no. I don't have time to draw every day. I think the reality of running a small business is that there's a whole lot of admin and other tasks mm-hmm. that go along with it. So as much as it would be lovely to draw every day, yeah, I don't. I draw as much as I can because it's obviously a really important part of what I do. But yeah, mm. not every day. What about you?
0: I draw very rarely. I very rarely sketch. Maybe I get my sketchbook out. Like five times a year. I draw before I create a print, but it's very Mm. rough. And then I'm often drawing straight onto the wood block. And then I'm drawing with my tools.
1: Yeah. Well, that's still drawing.
0: Yeah. I draw with my tools most days, but I don't draw with a pencil or a pen most days. It's not something I practice. And that's because I don't have much confidence in it, so I don't enjoy it.
1: In terms of exercises or habits, I would just... It's such a cliche, but I would really just say that Mm. practice does make perfect and you just got to practice, practice, practice. Like, if you want to be good at drawing something and you feel like you're not good at drawing it, just keep drawing Mm. the same thing over and over again and, like, you will get better at it. I'd say to improve
0: drawing, if you draw the same thing every day, you will be able to draw that thing, but draw... Lots of different things draw in lots of different ways with lots of different mediums, and you're going to learn more from that variety of things. I think by drawing out of your comfort zone, taking a scene that is not so complicated you feel like you don't know how to... Deal with it, you don't know how to put it on paper. But so, in a way that you'll probably make quite a few mistakes, you're going to learn a lot, and therefore, you're, that practice is going to be more worthwhile than sticking with something you're comfortable with.
1: I also think, as well, it's quite important sometimes to just create for the sake of creating and not necessarily always have mm-hmm. an end goal for it. I quite often start a print yeah, thinking, definitely. I really want to release, you know, X thing as a subject. And then I don't know, I think sometimes it's more beneficial to just draw because you want to. It doesn't have to turn into being your best work.
0: Yeah, I did a drawing today and that is very unusual. It was because I was reading a lot about practice and I thought, I'm going to draw. And I chose Winnie sleeping on like a folded blanket. She was right there in front of me, which was like a really challenging subject. And it came out, in my opinion, really, really badly. <laughs> I know, I want to see it. Well... You can't. I don't have to share anyone, but at least I tried and I've learned some things. And maybe if I do it again, then I'll make different mistakes. Or Do you know what I yeah. mean? I drew that knowing I wasn't going to show anyone it. And that if it didn't go well, which it didn't, that's okay. But it's still worthwhile doing.
1: I did a few life drawing classes and people are something I've always really struggled to draw and I Mm. felt like that was a really good thing for me because even though I absolutely hated everything that I drew that came out of those classes I knew that it was just good that I was just drawing I was just trying to see the person as just shapes not a person which is hard for me because your brain's going you know you need to draw it you need Mm. to look like a person and actually maybe you just need to to not Focus on what the subject is and just use your eyes and see what pen to paper turns
0: out like. I learned a lot from life drawing as well, actually. Mm. What you're saying about the shapes, when I learned, I was taught to look at the negative space. So don't draw the leg, draw the shape between like the (laughs) leg and the arm. Do you know what I mean? Draw the negative space. You're not drawing a person, you're drawing the shapes around the person that make up their silhouette. Yeah. The thing is that it's so hard to draw people because we know roughly what most people look like we are one of them we look in the mirror we see people all the time whereas if you're drawing a tree no one can be like trees don't look like that because they didn't see that tree whereas with people they're generally you can tell if it's wrong but I think life drawing, you're right, is a really great exercise. I would recommend life drawing classes for anyone that feels like they want to really practice their drawing.
1: Okay. Is formal art education necessary to unlock someone's natural talent and did you both get good grades at art school? Go on, B.
0: why did you get at art school?
1: <laughs> I got good grades in creative subjects and uh, bad grades in everything else. <laughs> so, mm. Yeah. I did, do, I did do well in art, photography and textiles. I think I got A stars. How about you? What did you get?
0: Uh, yeah, I struggled in everything other than art. But at my secondary school, I struggled in art. Um, not struggled, but I got a B in art, which is still a great yeah. grade. But as soon as I moved to another sixth form that really was an arty sixth form and were nurturing mm. art skills, I went straight to an A star. And that just showed, like, it can nurture your creativity, having people who are it was a school focused around art yeah so it really helped
1: that's interesting
0: yeah and then my grades stayed like at the top level but some people can get the top grades more easily than others and I worked every single day I worked every Christmas day like all the school holidays I'd set myself projects and they weren't ones we were given I would I'd work all summer. If I'd worked an average amount, I wouldn't have achieved them. Hmm. Which might be true for a lot of people. That was also something I was thinking about. There's like a stigma, I think, around natural talent. Like if someone says, oh, you're naturally talented, it's like saying, you didn't try. Do you know what I
1: mean? (laughs) Yeah, you still have to put in the work. You still have to try. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't feel I'm particularly
0: naturally talented. I, I feel like it was a real struggle for me to get where I am. But then I'm sure people that feel they're naturally talented would also say the same
1: yeah
0: what would you say first of all and maybe we should have opened with this but would what would you say is your natural talent creatively
1: uh drawing drawing yeah
0: so would you say drawing as in you're able to replicate things or drawing as in the way you use line the way you use color
1: i don't know i don't know I don't feel like I'm naturally talented at all today, so this is re- I really okay. can't answer these. Should have asked you yesterday, but
0: I I feel like you are, are naturally talented at drawing, but you also have an ability to know what looks good. That's nice. Like when I gave you my. um B set out the Instagram challenge I did for Original Print Collage. And I sent it to her like a jumble of words, (laughs) a really rough sketch. And she sent it back and it was beautiful. And I thought, how did you lay it out like that? That's so nice. I don't have the ability you have.
1: No, I don't think that's true. I I think I've got a lot of design knowledge, background from studying graphic design. Mm. And sort of know quite a bit about fonts And, and that's not natural talent. That's from our education because I had it drummed into me for three years about, you know, spacing between words and maybe things like colours and composition is something that is harder to teach someone. So like, I feel like I've always had a good understanding of colour going back to where you asked me and I think yeah I think I kind of have always liked colour never been afraid to use colour in my work
0: yeah I think it's really hard at this stage in our lives to unpick
1: what were you naturally good
0: at (laughs) and what what have you learned because often we can't remember
1: I know for a fact if I asked you the same question back that you would say that you don't think you're naturally talented at drawing because of what you just said about how you had to put in yeah so much effort so what do you think your your natural talent is
0: well yeah I don't think I'm good at drawing um, with a pencil I know when I was in nursery so when I was like three or four I was always drawn to the easel so I was painting and therefore practicing a lot more than the other children Yeah. and before school like all through secondary school and primary I have sketchbooks like half an hour before school I'd I'd be painting with watercolour I'd paint after like I have books of paintings in my opinion they're all terrible (laughs) and there was like very little improvement throughout years of trying
1: no but i'm sure that there is and you just can't see it
0: possibly but i just feel like i've tr- I tried so hard i tried for like i don't know 15 years to draw and then suddenly just felt like i can't do this and then gave <laughs> up and therefore i haven't really drawn much recently at all
1: my parents have this drawing that i did when i was three and it's a drawing of my teddy bear yellow and they kept it because nursery had sent me home with it and gone this is really advanced for a three-year-old. Don't mean that in a big-headed way because I don't want to come across like that at all. (laughs) Well, the nursery said it, not Yeah, but you know, like, I suppose most three-year-olds' drawings are just scribbles and I'd sort of drawn his his eyes and his arms in the right place and, like, perspective-wise, obviously it wasn't great because I was three, but you could tell it was my bear. Like, you could see it was my teddy bear. It wasn't just a scribble and I think my parents... That's probably the first time that my parents realised... That I was good
0: at art. Yeah. I would say that's natural talent, being able to observe things. And your genetics have like a big effect on where you end up and what you're good mm. at. And your dad's, Would you mind me saying what they No, on? yeah,
1: you go, you go for it.
0: Um, Your dad's an architect, your mum makes jewellery. She
1: makes jewellery, but she has a degree in fashion design, so she has loads of really lovely, like, fashion illustrations that I've seen. And she's just really yeah. creative. She, she is probably one of the reasons I'm so creative, because yeah. we were always creating in the kitchen, we were always drawing, or there was Play-Doh, or we were making sculptures.
0: But your siblings are creative. Your nieces are creative. Like it feels <laughs> like there's a lot of artists around you, and that could be because you're nurtured artistically, or it could be genetics, or it could be a mix. Like there isn't mm. a way of knowing really. No. But my family is like psychologist, social worker, social worker. <laughs> <laughs> no one in my family who is still alive is an artist. That's
1: interesting, isn't it? Or
0: or really in a creative industry, I'd say. And I think my creativity and any natural talent I have for being an artist is from my dyslexia. Because none of my family are dyslexic, so I think differently. And I think if I didn't have dyslexia, I'd probably be a social worker right now. I honestly, I think that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's really interesting. So when you say that you, you know, you were constantly drawing, but then you reached the a point where you realised you just didn't like drawing or you thought you weren't good at it. Why is it that you then still decided to go to uni and study art and pursue a career as an artist? Yeah, like what put, what put what was the turning point there? Well, because it was
0: always in my family's expectation you go to uni, and I remember saying I don't want to go to uni. <laughs> I want to stay here. Yeah, I want to make art in the sheds. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like they, I just didn't want to go, which is probably why I didn't enjoy it because I was like dragging my feet. <laughs> but I wasn't good at anything. I was I'm so dyslexic. I can't write. I wanted to be a writer, but I can't write. I can't do maths. I can I honestly was like, if I don't make it as an artist, what do I have? Like <laughs> that was that was partly oh. why I've ended up where I am. Because what would I do if I wasn't this? Mm. So that is part of it. I also love art. Like there's a reason I'm drawn to it, and I was painting from a young age. Like it is something I'm drawn to. But yeah, the natural talent thing, the natural talent I think I'm born with is the ability to. I want to say no when something's right, but that's not. No,
1: that does make is sense right in the art makes world. Sense.
0: But I know when something looks good.
1: Yeah. It's having an eye. That's having a good eye for things. Like you can you can, you can, can pick out a piece of art from a selection and go, okay, you know, I think that one's...
0: Which is subjective. Yeah. But I feel like you can kind of tell, like, what generally looks good. But that's why, for years I thought I should be an art critic because I can't draw, <laughs> but I can tell when something's good. So I thought it wasn't good enough to be an artist, but I could be a <laughs> critic. But um, all my family come to me and go, should I buy this? Does this look right? Because I'm the one that has... That eye, whereas they doubt themselves a lot and they're like, does this look good? And they can't often tell, and that blows my mind because I know when something's right. So I can't draw well, in my opinion, but <laughs> I can tell when something's right. So I can draw to a point, like I know when a drawing's not good, which is helpful for pushing me to get to a good drawing because I can tell when it's right if I eventually get there. Yeah. So that was a very long answer.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, we're not going to get through all these questions um no do you actively practice your skills or do you just make what you love i think we can answer this quite simply really by saying that let's hope by doing our practices and making work we are practicing because each and every single piece of work that we each produce is is Mm. you know a form of practicing really i agree oh this is such a loaded question Do you agree that many mistake the skills developed from practice with natural talent? Well, that's kind of what we were talking about a bit. Mm. We
0: don't quite know how to separate what we've learned from natural talent. I feel like unless we literally do a PhD on the subject, we're not going to be able to cohesively answer (laughs) the question because it is so complex. Mm. But yes, I think some people think, oh, you're really naturally talented, when really you might have worked really, really hard to learn that skill or maybe you were born with an ability to say replicate what's in front of you and people go oh you must have practiced so much when in reality it comes really Mm. easily and maybe you have practice. It doesn't
1: that it is still practice though because if you compare an artist's work in year 7 at school, I don't know if it's called that anymore but mm. it was when I was at school. So if you compare their yeah, like year 7 artwork with okay, let's say that they're now, you know, 40 years old and a professional artist. If you compare those two, that's going to be better, the the later one. Mm. And that's because they've worked on their style and their practice and they've learned what they're good at, what they're not good at and they've got to a point where they feel yeah. like, you know, they're successful. Exceeding what they want to do so that's got to be practice but say someone's ability is generally low
0: hmm. and someone's ability is high and they're in the same year in year seven which is when you're 11 right say they've got a similar amount of passion for the subject the person who's scoring lower in your grades is going to be having to work a lot harder and therefore they might be more motivated to try and catch up with the one that's better and therefore might be working harder and by the time they're 40, they might have well overtaken the one that hasn't had to work so hard in their life to do well. Basically, we've got a real-life case study that someone sent in. So, right, I'm going to read this, but seeing as I'm dyslexic, uh, bear with As a teacher of art, I am wary of the word talent. Passion and dedication achieve more. I've often found that students considered talented are harder to teach because they are less inclined to take risks, preferring to stay within their comfort zone. This means that they don't make significant progress, whereas others that have more of a growth mindset are prepared to try things and work hard, just get better and better. They are the ones who become artists. I will have edited that, but B will have seen that I cannot <laughs> read. Um, so it's like interesting that her students that are like considered talented maybe find, say, drawing easier. Mm. She sees that they don't do as well in the long term as the ones that really had to try for it. Like, they have a real thirst to do well.
1: Yeah, because you do really have to love what you do. I, do. I fully believe that to be successful at something, you've got to want it more than anything else.
0: But also, if your goal is to catch up with someone and the person at the top doesn't have anyone to catch up with, mm. they're not going to be as motivated. They're doing what they're doing, they're enjoying what they're doing, but the other person is trying
1: really hard to catch up. That reminds me of a quote that I've got written on my wall up there. Oh, okay. I was behind a load of postcards, yeah. but it basically says um, there's always room at the top. And it's just always stuck with me because it's exactly what you said. And that it can just be really intimidating knowing that there are people out there who are essentially like experts in what they're doing. And you can look at it as an artist and go, I'm never going to be as good at, at that. But there's always room for, you know, new people, new talent, new work.
0: Yeah, I've always thought of the quote, and I'm going to butcher it here. But I think <laughs> it is, is it aim for the... Stars and you'll—I
1: want to say hit the ceiling, but that can't be right. <laughs> no, it's shoot for the moon, and even if you miss, you'll land among the stars. Is it?
0: That's much better. What then? <laughs> but I always aim really high because if you aim high, you're gonna succeed in one way or another. But saying that, I get really stressed and put way too much pressure on myself. So do it in moderation because mm. it can be unhealthy.
1: Mm. Um. I heard that there's no natural talent, just desire to create. If you have that, you can learn all the skills. What do you think about this?
0: I believe that if you've got the desire to create, you can be a successful artist. You don't necessarily need to have natural talent if if there is such a thing as natural talent. I
1: agree with this to some degree. Like, you can be creative regardless of having to be naturally talented but I don't think that there's absolutely no natural talent at all involved
0: I do think there is such a thing as talent I just don't think it has as big an impact as people think say someone really wants to be an artist as long as they've got that passion that drive and are willing to learn the skills I do think they can get there
1: yeah I agree with that but they do also have to be able to visually see things from an artist's yeah. perspective. So you you have to have that ability. And I'm not I'm not sure you can teach that. Maybe you can, but you know, I, like I think you see I things in a can. certain way. Like you said to me, you feel like your natural flair is yeah. to being able to see that something looks right or it doesn't. And I really think that's really hard to teach someone. I might be wrong. As you say, we might need to yeah. read a PhD on it, but I feel like that's maybe the one thing that separates out those
0: two things I think there's like two folds to this first of all I was taught really formally at art foundation I learned like all the formal parts of art like the rules of art the composition like I really enjoyed learning that and I think of it every day like it it did so much for me. Compared to what I learned at uni, like Art Foundation was so valuable. So I do think you can learn like the rules of art and therefore learn what looks good. I also think you can make art that maybe the majority of artists think I'm not really keen on that. But you will still have an audience because there's still people that will like it. Everyone has different tastes mm-hmm. and if you're passionate enough you just you will find your audience, I think. Say your favourite piece of art, there will be people out there in the world who are like, I really don't like that. Yeah. Because they have different tastes and those people might really like the art that you really don't like.
1: That's just the whole thing about art, really. That's just art. (laughs) That's just art as a whole, isn't it? Yeah. Everyone likes different things. Yeah, which is a part of it. I don't think you can make bad art.
0: I I don't really believe in bad art. I believe in art I don't like and art you don't like, but I don't think there's such a thing as bad art, which is why everyone should feel able to make Mm. it.
1: So... If you could give one piece of advice for our listeners, Molly, what would it be? Mm.
0: It would be, so I came into the research feeling like I don't really feel very naturally talented. And I've always felt like a little bit of an imposter because I've never felt good compared to my peers. But after reading everything and learning, I feel like as long as you have that passion and that drive, you can develop the skills you need to be the artist you want to be. Mm as long as you put the time in and it's not just practicing for the sake of it like you need to really explore things but I think don't feel like you've got no natural talent and therefore you haven't got a chance because I think that's really wrong you can you can create your own luck in that way Mm. I think you can create your own skill yeah What
1: about you? I would just say be open minded to being taught new things, developing new skills, and um, to be aware that you can always improve. So don't hold yourself back by thinking, I'm not good enough, or, you know, there's someone else doing that better than me. Because you might be comparing yourself to someone who's had 10 times more experience than you. And each day you practice something, you will be improving, even if it doesn't feel like it on some days.
0: There's a quote to go with what you just said, if you don't mind me adding it in. Is
1: that? (laughs) Yeah. Do it yeah it is
0: uh jordan peterson don't compare yourself to other people compare yourself to who you were yesterday so like it's not helpful to compare yourself to Monet <laughs> because you're not money and you never will yeah. be but as long as you're improving from who you were then you're on the
1: right track Yeah, and i just have confidence in yourself because there is something to be said for for that as well
0: yeah if you're here listening to an art podcast wanting to be an artist or wanting to improve as an artist you're already doing the right thing yeah So this week, there's no house update, is there, really? No,
1: nothing. We'll skim over <laughs> no. it. No, <laughs> People will probably be glad. Don't mention the house.
0: Okay, yeah. Don't mention the house. Right, move on. So, we are near 20,000 downloads of the podcast. Wow, that's so exciting. Which is exciting. And if you keep listening and sharing, and we get 20,000 downloads, we will, and we're saying this here now, so we can't back out, we will do a live instagram episode as in an episode on an instagram live oh that's be are, are you happy to do this you're looking like you're gonna back out already <laughs> no
1: yeah we'll do it we'll do it it'll be really scary but we'll do it
0: yeah so when we okay if we because you can't take anything for granted if we hit 20,000 downloads, we'll announce the time in in a podcast mm. um, so you know when to log
1: on. So you have to keep listening, otherwise you'll miss it.
0: Yeah, and our internet will probably uh, go. I always worry about that with Instagram Lives, like the internet going. Mm. That's stressful.
1: It doesn't happen a lot, though, does it, in this technical age? So long as you're not, like, in the middle of Dartmoor and you're at home with your Wi-Fi.
0: It's just there's nothing more humiliating than freezing on like a zoom call or freezing on a live you know you always freeze in the worst position like you look like you're about to sneeze or something and then you're just stuck (laughs) yeah so yeah basically keep listening keep sharing keep telling your friends and then we will get to that live episode sooner
1: yeah And thank you for all your support so far because it really is so valuable.
0: Thank you very much for listening to this episode. We hope we've given you something to think about and that you're feeling motivated and positive about practising and gaining new skills.
1: And don't forget to review, rate and subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. Speaking of which, next week we're going to be discussing photographing your work.
0: Yeah. So, if you have any questions, please email us at outofinkpodcast at gmail dot com or send me or be a DM on Instagram. Bee's gonna go now because she looks like she's about to melt and collapse, <laughs> and she is very COVID-y.
1: <laughs> I feel like you've had a sleepy. Recording. It was such an intense podcast to get through.
0: I know. I feel
1: okay, but I do feel like I need to eat a massive bowl of food and then just lie down lovely
0: well i'm sure all the listeners appreciate you turning up because it definitely would have been an odd podcast if i would turned up on my own i
1: wonder if that will ever happen oh i hope not yeah i hope not i think we just reschedule wouldn't we that'd be tragic <laughs> welcome to the having podcast <laughs> with myself molly lemon and molly lemon <laughs> <laughs>
0: And everyone would immediately turn off at that point as well. No, They'd be like, no. oh, God, no. <laughs> it wouldn't be no. the one. Just get well, rest, so that nightmare of having a podcast of my own doesn't get realised next week. <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> okay. Sounds good.